Today, Joyce and I thought we'd take a break. It's a holiday week, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. So we took a break from HROD topics and we thought uh, a conversation about a book that she wrote, I Pray Anyway, Devotions for the Ambivalent would be a timely topic given the spirituality of the holidays that are ahead of us. Uh, you know, this book is more like having a conversation with Joyce than just reading words on a page. And she does this through prayer. And her context is, for many of us, uh, affiliation with a particular religious domination doesn't exist, but we still have this urge for spirituality and a connection for a, a good greater than ourselves. So we go into her book and you find out a little bit more about Joyce and a little bit more about the book that she's written. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hey, Bob. Hey, Joyce. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. I know, people. I was in Mexico uh, trying, hey, trying to sell a wonderful house that is now too large for me. It's got quite a few stairs, <laughs> 20. So, uh, no, 10. <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's good to be back and it was good to be there. I've owned a house there for 20 years. Wow, so, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, so uh, that period of time uh, in Mexico with David was my retirement. And now I'm going back to work full tilt boogie <laughs> because I love it. <laughs> I love it. But um, so if you want to buy a house, let me know. It's wonderful home in San Miguel de Allende, which is just a beautiful city uh, that hasn't been spoiled at all in Mexico. Um, you know, I was thinking, I'm going to say this out loud. <laughs> I was thinking, no, I'm thinking how the boundaries between work and home change over time. I was told at one of my first jobs to not mention my kids all the time. <laughs> Where now people practically have wall-to-wall -wall posters of family and stuff. kids. Kids come in, kids, dogs, dogs. Yes, and and the latest is talking about menopause and its impact on women in the workplace. Have you read about that? I, I it's a blind spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I may do an article on it since I was uh, one of the few. I was the often the only woman in the room with the top officers who were men. But that just shows, wow, the different boundaries that are shifting. And since I did a plug for a Mexico house, I'm going to do a plug for a book that I've written. I've written three, actually, that are about the spiritual turmoil and change that's going on with formal religion just as it is in every other institution in our world. it's There is actually kind of a 500-year upheaval where institutions crumble, be it church, be it government, um, sometimes by revolution, um, school, education. All, all of our institutions are in flux. And I actually think businesses are the healthiest. <laughs> I do. I do. But anyhow, I had written a book called I Pray Anyway, Devotions for the Ambivalent. 
and another one called I Pray Anyway, <laughs> Devotions for the Spiritually Cranky, because this is a time where people would kind of like to have faith, but feel out of sync with the premises or the tenets or the behaviors of the religious institution. Anyhow, I will be doing readings from that book online on Facebook in January, the first 15 days. Uh, it called The Habit of Hope. Okay, so can I can I do a mini interview with you? Sure. Okay, so <laughs> if you can, but it is if you can think, if you well, think well, back well, to well, if you, yeah. it, um, I don't want to go there because nobody will know what we're talking about. You're absolutely absolutely right. It's SIP S I P. So ding 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 ding. I just proved Bob wrong on Bob wrong on something. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to do full, full disclosure now. We, we, we were talking about our upcoming webinar on transformation and how it really happens. And uh, one of the examples was how Hannaford, uh, gosh, it's probably back in the late 80s, transformed the way that we define profitability uh, that made it more accurate and changed our whole perspective. And we couldn't remember the acronym. So, I did. Uh, you did. Well, I couldn't. That's right. We, we know. So there you go. So good so for there, you, Joyce. Thanks. Thanks for handling me that transition. <laughs> so here's, here's the question I have. Mm -hmm. um, if you think back to before you put a word on paper in terms of writing this book, what, what, do you, what was the source of your inspiration or, you know, what was the kernel that kind of popped in your thinking that provoked you? Oh, Bob, we didn't exactly plan this topic. But anyway, <laughs> I had, we never do. I had, um, and I, in the book, there are 12 autobiographical essays combined with reflections. And the first one talks about how I loved Sunday school <laughs> when I was little. And the second one is about tragedy that occurred in my life when my brother's girlfriend's entire family, grandparents through baby, were killed in a car accident mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve through drunken driving. And that in that moment at age 12, I said, there's no God. You know, I gave up a childish belief. of a father doing only good. I don't know how else yeah. to put it and in my 12 year old. And ever since then, I've come in and out of different stages of what I would call spiritual development. And, um, oh, I know what, I, I, it was the iPad. I began to read different spiritual books. And after I read, I would pause and I would write my a little, I don't want to say ditty, they didn't rhyme, but they were reflections, short, yeah. more like haiku yep. than not. And I found great comfort in doing that um, because it's hard to go whole hog for me behind any formal organized religion right now. And yet I have a deep, and, and I go to a church. I go to AME Church, and I ride their wave of pure faith. 
and am comforted by it and um, influenced by it. So once again, it was it was searching. And just like in, I can actually do this in the workplace, organizational development for me was, quote, trying to bring the best out of what people can do together. Yeah. Because my dad was a blue-collar worker who uh, wasn't seen or supported, who had a million ideas. He paid for my prom dresses and everything through his good ideas that went <laughs> into an old-fashioned idea box. He said, okay, I better come up with an idea. You need a prom dress. So um, thank you for letting me plug my book, please run right out and buy it. I pray anyway well, well, I mean, for the yeah, ambivalence. You know, yeah. we're 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 in the midst of the holiday season, so right. uh, um, and this is no lie, Joyce. There are two books that I can reread again and again, uh, and one is Anna Quinlan's "A Short Guide to a Good Life," mm. and this and the second one is "I Pray Anyway." Uh, you know, prayers for the spiritually ambivalent. Uh, yeah. And and I would suggest, what is it? It's probably like an hour read tops. I know you got a workbook and reflection. I think you should just, I like to flip through a book like that until something catches me. And then I'll stew on it for a little bit, think on it. So that's what I would suggest. Um, and I would love to, to uh, have people buy the book and... Actually, what it says, too, is that it helps you, it helped me say, where do I stand? Where do I stand? And it's more irritating than um, I found when I mentioned the title to people, they would say, oh, my gosh, yes, that's me. I'm spiritually ambivalent and I don't like it. I'd like to be able to have a full-blown whole hog belief. And if you don't think that's what's going on in, in the workplace, people would love to go to a workplace that has a healthy culture that is fully engaged, that does good work and does good. And and I'm proud to say that the companies we worked for are that way. And it's rarer yeah. than I thought. So yeah. if we so, can talk yeah. about menopause, we can talk about God and believe. <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I I think one of the key um, outcomes of of reading, particularly uh, nonfiction, is how your thinking changes or how you uh, leave reading that uh, particular book. And I'm sure you've gotten feedback from people that have read it. What kind of feedback have you gotten in terms of um, their their reaction to it, and perhaps how it shifted their thinking? No, nothing very articulate, <laughs> except <laughs> except relief and laughter and saying, oh, oh, she said what I was thinking and didn't know I was thinking. What a relief to have it said out loud. And it's not a cantankerous book, but it's just um, no. real. <laughs> it's it's real. Well, they yeah, and and um, I, I mean, my own particular reaction to just having read it last week is it gave me comfort that I'm not crazy. Yes, uh, and I'm I not am. alone. Yes, yes. <laughs> you are. That's I why am. we do this. You're crazy. Right. I'm not. You have a great memory. I don't. 
No, I don't have. Okay, we're not going to argue about that. Uh, Anyway, this was Bob's idea to suggest that I dig into the book, and I kind of hesitated, and then I thought, no, of course it fits, because we are talking about where is the boundary between work and personal life, and it's shifting all over the place. Secondly, where does hope lie, because we need it in in our work and in our homes? Um, and what, as new systems in all our institutions are changing, what does our educational system need to look like and change? What does our do our spiritual institutions, what do our government institutions, and once again, I say business at this point. Well, COVID kind of knocked it flat, but our healthier, they have healthier systems to lean into now. We yeah. may need better people running them. So, yeah. On that note, I hope it brings, if anybody, it's on Amazon, by the way. And uh, the reason I never talked about it much was uh, it was the time when my husband was not well and his, he was my primary focus. Well, and the other thing, you may be thinking if you're out there, well, how about if I am fully committed to a traditional uh, religious community like Catholicism or, you know, Presbyterian or uh, First Methodist. And what I would tell you is, and I think I told you this, Joyce, about five years ago, right after you wrote it, I took it on a ski trip where my sister, who is an incredibly devout Catholic, like goes to daily mass and, and she loved it. Uh, it's not really. Uh, it, well, no, but it, what, what I love it is every morning, uh, I, as reading uh, breakfast or having our first coffee, I would read one chapter, and she absolutely ate it up. And so, to me, it isn't only for those that may be ambivalent; it can be um, yes. also really beneficial because there's you're saying as much about life and how you you know, work uh, your way through uh, uh, this thing that we call our lives. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of really positive things. And the ego. And by the way, I am a full-blown member of the (laughs) African-American Methodist Episcopal Church in Portland, Maine, and it is a source of great um, comfort and challenge to me. So, there I think hopefully we piqued some people's interest. <laughs> I do too, and and to and to know and not so much. I mean, yes, please do go out and buy the book. It's a perfect Christmas or New Year's gift. It's that we're trying to find out where good resides. Yeah, in our schools, in our blah, 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 every institution. Now let's end on that thought. Okay. Well, till the next time, let's say goodbye, Joyce. Okay. Thank you for the plug. Bye. Adios, amigos. So with Thanksgiving being tomorrow, or if you're listening to this and it's a couple of days or a week after Thanksgiving, uh, uh, Joyce and I want to take a moment to thank you and show our gratitude for uh, sharing this space with us and talking to us about what's on your mind and giving us feedback. You know, uh, I guarantee we appreciate it. So with the holidays coming up, I hope you're in a mode of perhaps slowing down some and reflecting some 
And so I think talking about Joyce's book today was uh, spot on. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great holiday season. And until next time, be well and be safe.